Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will discuss the subject What is God's grace and why do we need it? We will be studying what the Bible teaches. Our guest speaker is based in Hertfordshire, in England. More about our guest after you've heard some music. As I see the marks of sin, I feel a sadness. But there's a thought that always brings a sweet release. Soon our Savior will be here That day is drawing near When tears, trials, and heartaches All will cease Oh, how wonderful heaven will be Throughout eternity No earthly thing can compare To what is waiting for us there Oh, how wonderful heaven will be Just think of all the countless joys of heaven A better land, a better life than we could know We will be forever safe Through His forgiving grace This gift is ours because he loves us so Oh, how wonderful heaven will be To be with Jesus throughout eternity No earthly thing can compare to what is waiting for us 
What is God's grace, and why do we need it? We will discuss this subject tonight with Sister Sharon Daly. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Let's now call Sister Sharon and see if she's available. Hello, good evening. Sister Sharon? Good evening, Brother John. Yes, good evening. You are live on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. How are you this evening? I am truly blessed, thank you. And yourself? Yes, I'm fine by God's grace. Praise the Lord. Well, Amen. Sister Sharon? Yes. Well, tonight we will be discussing these questions together. What is God's grace? When was God's grace first shown to man? Why was Noah singled out for God's grace? How were Israel taught God's grace? And how did ancient Israel respond to God's grace? So before we start our discussion this evening, would you like to open with a word of prayer, please? Indeed, let us pray. Most gracious Father in heaven, we thank you, O God, for just allowing us to be able to meet on this airwaves. We pray, O God, that you will just bless everything that is done to your name's honour and glory. I pray, dear Lord, that through the discussion that our faith will be strengthened in you, but most of all, that we will lift up the name of Jesus Christ. And as we lift up his name, all men will 
be drawn to him and to understand the greatest gift that you have given to humanity is your son. And by doing so, we will also learn about your love and your favor to this world. So I pray, dear Father, that you will be with everything that is going to be said and done on this program according to your will. May it be done, we pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. Sister Sharon, what is God's grace? Well, you know, the first thing we got to do is to look at what the Bible says. And if we look at Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So the Bible explains itself, but the word grace is a multifaceted word. Right. And this is why John Newton can say amazing grace, because grace is a gift from God. However, grace is not unconditional. It requires me, the believer, to believe in God's promises and to obey his commandments and if i was yeah go ahead if i was ever to struggle with it then i've got a backup in second corinthians 12 verses 9 and it's written in red which basically means it's my savior speaking and it says and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore will i rather glory in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me wow. so we can see that grace is not just only merited favor of god it is power that is given from God to humanity to keep his commandments and to walk uprightly in his sight. Yes. So, Sister Sharon, so let's take our time with this here because there's at least three items here that I've brought out. The first scripture okay. text that you read was that the grace of God brings salvation. Yes, indeed. Right. And the next facet that you that it had brought out from the scripture was that there's power through the grace of God. You see, because and the reason why um, I believe that we should just pause and take our time with these two assets of and um, characteristics of God's character is that these are two aspects that individuals normally don't really focus upon. You see, so um, so carry on, please, Sister Sharon. Yes, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, Brother John, because grace is power that's given to us from God to walk our Christian journey. Yes. Now, grace does not give us license to sin, nor mm. does it give us an excuse to say that God understands. Grace gives us power to overcome come sin 
And it also shapes us so that we can be apostles of the Most High God. Yes, and, right. you know, and it's interesting to sit to and read. I, um, it comes from a book called God's Amazing Grace. And I think this will probably explain it a little bit more. It right. says, it is the grace that Christ implants in the soul which creates in man enmity against Satan. Without this converting grace and renewing power, man would continue the captive of Satan, a servant ever ready to do his bidding. But the new principle in the soul creates conflict where hitherto had been peace. So basically, yes. when we come against sin, we, it does not sit in our spirit easy. It makes us question, is this right? Is this wrong? And the spirit now is going to work within us and says, this is the way walkie in it. Right. And it also gives us a guide so when we're making a choice with this enmity this power that god has given us through his grace we can now become overcomers whereas before when we were walking in the flesh we would just give in to our fleshly desires right. and i will just continue a little bit more it says the power which christ in in part, sorry, enables man to resist the tyrant and usurper. Whoever is seen to abhor sin instead of love it, whoever resists and conquers those passions that have held sway within, displays the operation of a principle wholly from above. And that is what grace does for humanity. Yes. I'd like us to also go to the book of Esther, chapter 2 okay. and verse 17. That's Esther, chapter 2, verse 17. And the Bible reads here, and the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight, more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. And so Amen. You see, the grace of God is his favor towards us, you see, listeners. And as Sister Sharon had, had shared, through the earlier Bible texts and the readings, that we need God's favor in order for us to live and to give us a chance to overcome sin and to overcome Amen. Evil. And so now, moving on, um, when was God's grace first shown to man? You know, it's interesting when you when you ask that question because. Yes. Um, if you look at Christendom, Christendom does not recognize that grace was established in the Garden of Eden. They will automatically think that the first evidence of grace 
was when it was mentioned as Noah. So that's quite an interesting question that yes. you pose. But but let's just look how it, it um, pans out. We can see that in um, Genesis 3, verses yes. 15, and if we had read the full book of Genesis 3, we will know that Adam and Eve had eaten the fruit they had hidden from God. And when God came walking in the garden, they explained that they were naked and they got into this kind of argument, giving the blame to each other. But the first evidence of grace is in that same chapter, but verse 15. And it says... And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, when we slowly pull out the different parts of this particular scripture, we can see that here Christ has demonstrated grace because humanity had uh, broken the law of God. The directive was that if they had eaten the fruit, they should have died. But there was a contingency plan that heaven made should man sin this would come into action. And here is God explaining this in the garden. And what it was, we talked about enmity already when you asked me about what is grace. Enmity is that 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 spirit, the power, the grace that God has put into our heart, that when something is sinful, it triggers in our mind is this right doing? Does Would this please God? Because otherwise, man would not have that indicator of what was sinful because sin was now, they were on Satan's side. But because right. enmity was placed into their heart, now there is an alert system. Is this of God? Is this the right thing for me to do? And so he says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. So every time sin comes up, humanity will always question. We can press the override button, but if we are in Christ, we will always want to know is this the will of God? And this is why we have to read our Bibles, we study, we pray, so that we are constantly invested in Christ, and Christ is invested in us. And he is the guiding power, renewing us and telling us what is pleasing in his sight. And then it says, her seed, her seed, this was now the, the talking of the Messiah, Through Virgin Mary, as we know, Jesus Christ came and we know that he bruised the head of Satan when he died on the cross. 
And when, and when Jesus died on Calvary, he redeemed mankind from the, the usurper, the one that lied, the one that deceived humanity. Right. Yes. And, you know, Sister Sharon, I would also like to read Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, just to add to what you've shared with us this evening. And it says here, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And again, John chapter 1 verse 29, The next day John seeth Jesus coming upon him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. You see, listeners, as Sister Sharon had said, God had a contingency plan in place in case man sinned and sadly he did and from the beginning christ was ready to step in on our behalf and not just step in as sister sharon said to give us the power to resist evil you see and to you know to even have the facility to hate evil so amen you see there's far more to god's grace than what's um some people say um, it's cheaply stated in Christendom. It's not just about having God's favor and then you can do as you please or just God's favor just came like that in the sense in that it was just given without no thought. And this is the reason why we're having this radio show this week and the next week as well to help us all to understand um, about God's grace and why it's needed. So carrying on now, Sister Sharon, why was Noah singled out for God's grace? Wow, I tell you, Noah, when we look at Genesis 6, it says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And then when you continue, we discover that Noah Yes. Is it, it describes him as Noah was just a just man and perfect in his generation and walked with God. And then if we look again in Genesis 6 verses 11, it says the earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. So yes. here we have a man who was found to have gr the grace of God. And we've now worked out what grace is, as you rightfully said, it is God's favour, but it also is the ability to recognise sin because God has placed his power, his grace in your heart. And the, the automatically when you sin, see sin, yeah. you shun it. So even though Noah was living in a world that was corrupt before God's eyes, it was filled with violence, he chose to stand on the Lord's side. Amen. Amen. And Sister Sharon, um, how we can take a parallel to that today, because isn't the earth filled with violence and wickedness? And yet, and isn't the Lord looking for uh, Noah in our time? And so this lesson has got a personal application to us, hasn't it? Indeed, indeed. 
you know, when we look at the life of Noah, Noah chose not to be involved in the things of this world. He chose to stand on the Lord's side. And when God gave him a commandment, yes. which was to what? Build me an ark. Even though it was something that he had never seen, rain, why would he need rain, an ark for rain? Yes. This is something that was inconceivable. He chose to obey the command of God. And even though he was ridiculed, he stood on the principles of God and he spoke, he preached to an ungodly world, yes. not just for one year or 10 years, for 120 years. That shows faithfulness and faithfulness can only come when you have a deep relationship with God and you're infilled with his grace. Yes, amen. And listeners, I'd like to share uh, from the scripture, again, what Sister Sharon is sharing in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 20. That's Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 20, because in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, the, the Lord said that Noah was a just man. Now, what does it mean to be a just man? The scripture explains, for there is not a just man upon the earth, upon the earth, sorry, that doeth good and sinneth not. So for Noah to have been a just man, he would have done good and sinned not. As Sister Sharon had shared, he was a faithful man. And again, I'd like to point our listeners to 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 61, because it says here, let your heart therefore be perfect with the Lord our God to walk in his Amen. statutes and to keep his commandments as at this day. And as we've studied on previous radio shows, we it's only through the power of Christ, through the Holy Spirit, that we can keep God's commandments. This Sister Sharon has shared, listeners, so we have righteousness, as we studied before in the previous show again, doesn't come from within. It only comes from God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So, Amen. Um, Sister Sharon, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on this point, or we can move on to the next. Um, you know, it's just like it, the, the Bible says, the righteous shall be, live by faith. Yes. And we can see that because Noah did as God told him to do, he built the ark, he, he and his children entered into the ark what happened to him he lived yes yes that's when the powerful everything point. and everybody else perished he lived and so that's why you know the scriptures can say in Habakkuk 2 verses 4 it is the righteous they shall live by faith faith in God and we can only do that when we believe and obey his words yes amen and sister Sharon you brought up such a vital point listeners what she shared with us is that Noah was saved he lived because he was obedient to God that's why God showed him his favor and his grace, you see. And that's the principle that's being taught with Noah's life, that when we submit to God, when we 
asking for power and grace to keep his commandments and to be obedient to his will. God blesses us and favors us with life. You see? So the as the Bible teaches, life, blessing comes through obedience. Death and cursing comes through disobedience. So thank you, Sister Sharon, for bringing out that vital point. Now, how were Israel taught God's grace? Wow. That, that is such a, a, a massive subject, that one is. Because we can see that with the children of Israel, yes. that, um, you know, the whole story of the children of Israel just depicts God's amazing grace as God you know, favoured them by bestowing unconditional love to them. And they were undeserving because you know what? They had gone into apostasy. Yes. They were doing their own things. But we can see there's a biblical record of God's unrelentless grace that pursued this prodigal nation until they they ended up into captivity at one point. Yes, and right. if you look at Jeremiah 31 verses yes. 33 it says and this shall be the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days saith the lord i will put my law in their inward part and write it in their hearts yes. and i will be their god and they shall be my people. And we can see that once they were in Egypt, God sent a deliverer through Moses. Yes. He took them out of Egypt. He brought them, he showed them so many miraculous events for them to see how there is a God greater than the God of Egypt that was looking after them. He brought them into the wilderness, separating them from the influences of paganism and the outside world. And he gave them his law. Yes. And he, he reaffirmed the covenant that he had made with their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac. And this is what Jeremiah 31 verses 33 is reminding them that, you know, God, you know, this is how amazing our God is now, Brother yes. John. This is how this, this has got me cut my brain going so much. He made a covenant with Abraham. Yes. Abraham is long gone in the grave. He doesn't even have to do a handshake with God and say to say, well, God, we made this covenant. You keep your pact. I will keep my pact. He doesn't even know if God is keeping his side of the bargain. But we serve a righteous, just, good God that even the promise of a dead man in his grave, yes. he is keeping all of these years later with that generation and the generations yes. to come. Yes. No. And there he does, he establishes his law and yes. he then builds a sanctuary because he wants to get close to them as much as he could in his glorious form and then to teach them his ways. Yes. We serve a mighty God. Yes. Now, Sister Sharon, 
I'll, let's pause on this point again, please, because see again, I'd like for our listeners to understand all that Sister Sharon's been sharing with us in this essence that even though human beings time after time resisted God, were disobedient to God, defied God because of the promise that he had made to Abraham, he bore with his children and he still, with his grace and in his mercy, tried his best to give human beings a chance to submit their hearts to him, you see? Amen. And, and the lesson for that, for us, is that, well, there's many lessons, excuse me. One is that God keeps his promises. Amen. And the second one is that through all the years we've been on this earth, through all the sins we've committed, and through all the wicked things that we've done, God has in his mercy borne with us to this day still in his mercy seeking to as sister Sharon shared to write his law in our hearts that's his promise you see and it's a massive subject but in principle god is trying to help us to do those things that we can't do for ourselves and so as sister Sharon has shared that we see throughout the history of israel throughout all the historical incidents god's grace and they learnt it themselves through the scriptures that were given to them from their forefathers. So, Amen. Again, Sister Sharon, I don't know if you have any more points upon this question. Yes, 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 I do. Psalm yes. 77, verses 13. And the, the psalm says, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Yes. Who is so great a God? as our God. And so whilst the children of Israel were in the wilderness, God established his sanctuary Amen. and the sanctuary service. And so that covenant that he made in the garden with Adam and yes. Eve, that there would be a way made out so that death will no longer have its power over them but until then they have to kill a lamb because we didn't even go into that but yeah. now the sanctuary service brings this because you know without the without the shedding of blood there is no remission for sin yeah. and so god brought the sanctuary service to his people whilst they were in the wilderness to re-establish this whole system which was looking forward to the Messiah, Jesus Christ, yeah. coming in the future through the seed of a woman to come and die and to claim the ransomed children of God. That's what the sanctuary was all about. It Amen. was like a storybook bringing the minds of carnal humanity to a, an idea that God has got them in his mind. He is he is a long haul for humanity, but he will bring them back to a face-to-face -face relationship with him. And amen. that was a sanctuary service. Yes, amen. And isn't this what we had looked at earlier in basic principles, Sister Sharon? the lamb slain from the foundation of the world 
that through the sanctuary service, through that daily service, they was reminded of the lamb who was slain for the individuals who were within Israel at that time, basically. And and that's that's that was the gospel there before them. So they could not have said that they had not known or that they didn't have an, op- an opportunity to know about God's grace. And um, yes, I praise the Lord for what you've shared with us this evening. So, and time's Amen. moving on. How did ancient Israel respond to God's grace? Wow. You know, when you, you look at the generations that came out of uh, the wilderness, yes. there was a constant battle between them and God. They were constantly, we will, we will follow you, oh God. Yes. And then they would slide back into their carnality, looking at the world. Because you see, when we, when we look at the world, we will always be distressed because we're not doing the things that they're doing. And, and, yes. and they were constantly hankering. And when we look at Ezekiel 18 verses 31 to 32, yes. you know, God has to say to them this, cast away from you all transgression whereby ye have transgressed and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will he die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, save the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. So the case is, sin holds humanity captive. We dance to whatever sin tells us to do, and we 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 are trying to hold on to life. But sin, if anything, takes away our life. It takes away our joy. It takes away our joy in the Lord. It makes us feel inadequate, so we try to improve on ourselves. But when we are in Christ. We have that new heart, that new spirit. We see the world in such a different situation. And so God is reminding Israel, ancient Israel, why die? Why die the first death the way that you are? And why die the second death? Because I can't raise you up the way that you are because you don't have a new heart. You don't have a new spirit. You don't have my laws written in your heart. I cannot call you righteous. And the grace that I've given to you, you have not utilized. And this was a constant experience for ancient Israel. Yes. And I'd also like to read in the book of Matthew, chapter 23 and verse 37, what Jesus has said. He said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stoneth them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and you would not. So Jesus himself explained to Israel how they had responded to God's grace. They cured the prophets and stoned them which were sent to them, and refused to come under the Lord's loving, protective care. See, and sadly, um, that's the history of Israel that we have recorded before us. 
So, Sister Sharon, um, don't you have any, if you have any more thoughts about this? No, because it's, it's, it's just a sad thing. And you know what? Yes. When we bring it forward to our time, the same things could be said about us. Yes. God wants to give us a new heart, a new spirit for us to, up, be, to walk upright in his presence. But we want to dabble with the things of this world. Yes. And any dabbling causes impurity. And we are meant to be a holy people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Yes. And so... This is why, you know, in Jeremiah 29, the children of Israel went into captivity because it's only when they are under captivity and under the strain of the oppressor do they realize that they need God. And so in Jeremiah 29, it yeah. says in verse 4, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem into Babylon. So they of themselves have allowed God, coming out of God's circle of blessings, he has had to leave them to the devices of this world. But yeah. he is also desiring to redeem them. And that's what I love about the plan of salvation, yes. is that God is relentless we are his prodigals and he, he is the father and he is constantly searching and desiring to redeem. Yes, amen. So listeners, with these thoughts in mind, we'll have a break and come back with some closing thoughts. I was lost in darkness Never knowing where to I thought I had all the answers, but I had so much to learn. Like a child, I had gone astray, trying to make it on my own. Like a father, you embraced me, and you showed the way back home. And now that I in you to fill me up till only you remain and I will not rest until my every word brings glory to your name in all that I am in all that I do I live for you And make 
shine together I know I'm nothing without you And now that I know The truth that you What is God's grace, and why do we need it? Sister Sharon, closing thoughts, please, for this evening. I'm just going to go back to my opening scripture. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. God has given us the perfect gift in Jesus Christ. He came as our example. He died. He is now at the right side of the Father. And he is looking for his people to stand in their place. He has given us the word because he is the living word. He has given us the Spirit, and He has given us grace. His grace is sufficient for all of us, and He is able to give us the victory over sin if we are obedient and have faith in His words. Amen. 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 Sister Sharon, shall we have a closing prayer for this evening, please? Let us pray. Most gracious Father in heaven, we so appreciate you. We want to thank you. We want to praise you for you have done such great things 
for humanity. You have given us your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. You have sent us the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. And we want to thank you for the amazing grace, the grace that is unmerited favor from the Father, but it's also power to stand in such a difficult world. I pray, dear Father, that each one of us will fall on our faces and that we will pray and ask for God to work his perfect work in us, to give us a pure mind, a new heart, a new spirit, and that we will be obedient like Noah in his time to follow the precepts of God. So when God looks down on this earth, he will not see us but he will see the representation of Jesus Christ in his people and your kingdom will come and your will will be done on earth and then eventually we will be in the heavenly home to spend eternity with our Savior, to have a face-to-face -face relationship with our God. We thank you for your word, O oh God, because it reveals a perfect plan to redeem wretches just like us, who are now called the holy people of the Lord. Help us to walk in nobility of the Lord Jesus Christ and save us all for your kingdom. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. Sister Sharon, thank you for joining us this evening on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944062786. If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address and we will send you a booklet called God With Us. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section and find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 80, you will find the subject, The Gospel in the Old Testament. This chapter will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in dash the dash wilderness.podcastpage.io forward slash On next week's show, we will continue to discuss the question What is God's grace and why do we need it? Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio Enlightening the world every week it's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.